Welcome in, everybody, to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we got a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk about some current events, some real hot topics, and our main content tonight, we're going we're gonna to talk a little NBA offseason. Not a, not a topic that we normally talk about. We've been all football, but right. we're going to talk a little NBA tonight. Show the Hoopers a little love. Yeah, we got to. It's been some pretty cool offseason Right. maneuvers by some teams and then we're going to wind it up with i think one of my favorite topics to discuss and and argue about and that's college rivalry it's always a fun topic it when, is. whenever you out with other people and you know people love to talk about which are the best rivalries you know that's so right we'll that's get right. into that later in the show but uh, as everybody knows we like to start our shows off with an opening toast tonight we have three people that we'd like to toast uh, first one, you know, it seems like here lately every week, the sports world is losing legends. Yeah, yeah. And uh, lost another legend um, last week. Len Dawson passed away. He was a Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl champion, AFL. That He won three championships with the AFL before coming That's to the right. NFL. And he was also a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Uh, he spent four, 40 years uh, in the broadcast world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember him most uh, when he hosted Inside the NFL on HBO. You know, he did that for 24 years. And then uh, after that, he did five years of, of analyst on the AFC, like for CBS, the AFC right. uh, programming. And then he ended his career just doing the, uh, the Chiefs radio. So, you know, he, great person. Yeah. Uh, Long, long NFL career. I remember him most for, for beating my Vikings in the Super Bowl four. I know that's a, I know that's a, a that's sensitive right. subject for the, you. I think the Vikings were a prohibitive favorite in that game, and the Lynn Dawson-led Chiefs. Well, then you probably won't want me to say that, that he was also the MVP of yeah, that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. I don't remember watching that game because I was actually born a month later. It, it, right. But as a lifelong Vikings fan, and, you know, growing up we collected cards and – we okay. always had the football cards with the Super Bowls That's on right. them, and and right. I studied those cards. And anyway, so uh, you but know. anyway, you know, hate that that happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sad, who, who else we sad. want to toast tonight? Well, I think given the recent events over the weekend, or or all of the last week, the Little League World Series. It's always fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's been on my bucket list. I've never gotten up there for the Little League World Series, but definitely something that I think I would like to attend. But Certainly, I would like to give congratulations to the team from Hawaii. That was a pretty big domination. Yeah, I was going to say dominate. Yeah. 13 to 3 in four innings. Yeah, and a 56, I believe it was a 56 run differential through the whole. For, yeah, for, yeah. for yeah, the they, entire. They, they were completely dominant. And I, yeah. it was their, it was Hawaii's fourth. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and, a, and a lot of those players, it was their they're back-to-back going to Williamsport. Gotcha. And so they, they had, had a sour taste in their mouth from losing last year. And so congratulations to them. And I'm going to piggyback off of that just okay. real quick. Okay. Um, I would like to extend, you know, uh, a heartfelt, you know, I just feel bad for the, the kid, Easton Oliverson, um, who fell out of his bunk, fractured his skull, had a brain bleed on on the eve of the world series so he worked so hard to get there right. and then unfortunately you know has a freak accident in the dorms 
there at Williamsport. Now, is there and, an update uh, on his health? Yeah, yeah. So he's had two surgeries since, and uh, his family uh, reported yesterday that he's he's doing great and he's That's on the mend. And so, uh, and his brother, his little brother, was Got brought to in to, to play that. for him. Yeah. So that's that was cool. But I definitely want to want to wish you well, Easton, and and I'm so sorry that this had to happen. And uh, hopefully, uh, it's a full recovery, and we look to see you in the future. Well, and kind of on the same lines with that, uh, Brian Robinson, uh, former that's Alabama right. running back, current rookie for the Washington Commanders. He was a victim of – they're not sure if it was a carjacking or just a robbery, but he uh, took two bullets, one in his glute, one in his lower leg. He had surgery today. Um, you know, he had just – they didn't officially announce it, but it was pretty much a given that he had just won the starting role, uh, RB1 for the commanders. I, I was looking forward to having him on my fantasy team. Sure. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to jump on that as, a, as kind of a rookie sleeper, but – be interesting you know, to they see his recovery. Yeah, they haven't ruled him out. They have not put any kind of time frame on it. Um, but obviously, you know, with, with bullet injuries and having to have That's surgery. Right. Infections, et cetera. Exactly. So yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully he recovers full. Yeah, so we, we, you know, sure. we're, we're thinking about him and his family. We, we hope he has a, a good recovery. So, yeah. you know, uh, we'll just raise our glasses yep. to Lynn Dawson, to Hawaii, Brian Easton. Robinson, to yep. Easton. Uh, you know, Easton and Brian get better soon. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That's good, man. That's good. So, why don't you tell everybody what you're sipping on? Well, you know, ever since we uh, raided that chicken cock, that's been one of my favorites. Yeah. And uh, that's that's what I'm sipping on tonight. Just yeah, got that was good. That... Sipping on it neat. It, it's become one of my favorites. Uh, I. I We'll always have a bottle of it in my collection. Uh, you know, put it with a good steak, good piece of fish, or just having a good conversation with your buddy. Yeah, no, that that chicken cock that that made our uh, our neat yeah. rating. You know, we we liked that one. That was one yeah, of what two? Only two that we've given out so far. You know, maybe tonight at the end of the show there might be more. We'll see. But so far, just that and the Willets. The only yeah, the only four. That we've given out so far. That's How about right. you? What you sipping on tonight? I got a little Yellowstone, man. This was last week. Last week, yep. Last week, this was the uh, the little mid range mm-hmm. Yellowstone that I think we like. Yep. Mainly, the economics played a role in, right. in this particular Yellowstone, but I like it. Just I'm, I'm sipping it, sipping it on it neat. I probably would, I probably would go with a rock, a rock on it. Yeah, you know, which is what we rated. That's it. what we rated yep. it. But for the camera for the show tonight, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put a rock in <laughs> that's it. That's right. I was gonna sip on that's it right. neat. So, all right, well, yeah, we've we've done the opening toast. We've talked about what we're sipping on. We got. Oh, some I didn't more. mention to those that aren't watching us on YouTube, our Spotify. And, and Apple listeners, uh, but I am repping the B Rob jersey, jersey today. Yeah. Uh, you know, hoping hoping he has a speedy recovery. But I did did want to show him some love. Put on the, the B Rob jersey, and I'm repping, I see you're repping us. <laughs> I'm repping the podcast, man. I got it new all. New hat, the new hats, new T-shirt. Check the hats out. The hats look good, man. I like them. Yeah. I like the shirts. So, so yeah. So, so let's talk about some hot. Topics, yeah, speaking man. of this, 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 this hot wardrobe, let's just come in hot right now. Let's you know, do it. and you know, we just spoke about Brian Robinson. Uh, you know, something, something positive that happened uh, with the University of Alabama this past week was uh, Nick Saban. That's right. Uh, eight years, ninety-three point six million. 
he he they had to bump him back up ahead of Kirby. Yeah. Uh, so now he's don't take it personal, Kirby, <laughs> but but the goat. The goat has to be on the top. Well, and I think it's actually a clause in his contract. So anytime a coach goes above <laughs> him, it's a clause that he I, must be the top dog. He's got to be the highest. I mean, he's uh, the goat. That, that sounds the like the goat. Pick. That sounds like Coach Saban. So, so yeah, Don't he's uh, it's going to be an average of eleven point seven a year. Mm. It's going to take him till he's seventy nine years old, and he says he plans on honoring the. Yeah, entire length of that's that contract. Right. I, you know, they could they could pay him twice that, and they still wouldn't touch his actual worth. Yeah, no, he is know. he is for, for. And that's not anything to do with. That's not just football. That's no, 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 no. Everything to do with what he's done at the uni. I mean, you and I have seen. I mean, the uh, university change ten times. En- enrollment yeah. is about double. Yeah, you know, and the, the amount of applications is about quadruple. That's right. Everyone they have to. Wants they actually to have to turn sure. people away. Um, the saving they, effect. They, they've expanded the highways. There's all kinds of condos being built, That's apartments, right. uh, hotels. Yes. Yeah, it, he's changed. He's changed Tuscaloosa in yeah, in dramatic ways that that you can't even measure. Right. So so the money he's being paid, you know, it doesn't even touch his work. Well, and then you know, I can't remember the number, but. His players, I think, have eclipsed a billion dollars hmm. in the NFL. You know, nice. he's had 41 first-round draft picks. Right. And this is just at Alabama. This doesn't include Michigan State or LSU. So he's had 41 number one draft picks, four Heisman Trophy winners. Um, they've been ranked. He's been there 15 seasons. Right. They have been ranked number one at some point in 14. Yeah. Only, the only season was running. the first season. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean – Yes, I got. I have that in my notes later on down the way too. That you know how many years number one, yeah. Alabama's been under Nick Saban. Yes, currently, no, no, it's this. It's worth it. I'm. I'm glad. I'm happy for him. I'm um, happy for us. Yeah, I'm happy for <laughs> Alabama. We're gonna have him there till he's what 80, 79. Well, I mean, they, he might, might sign well. another extension after that. Yeah. You never know. So hey, we, man, he's in good shape. He plays basketball. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you you would never daily. know. You would never know his age if, That's if, right. if if somebody didn't tell you. All right, so let's go from that. Congrats, now. Coach. Yeah, Congrats. Yeah. We're happy. Thank you yes, so much yeah, to the university. You. Yeah, my kids have been there for the past eight years, and they've gotten to see three national championships and is it seven national championship appearances in those. Anyway, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, my. They they should be so thankful yeah, for what they oh got yeah. to experience yeah, while they exactly. were there, uh, which you know Calissa's still there, and hopefully she's gonna get to see one more national championship. What's up? What's up? But but so that was a positive thing. There was there was an ugly scene this past week in the NFL. Uh, you know they have it seems like joint practices are becoming more and more the yeah. norm. No, well, I think they're gonna do away. They're gonna have to consider doing away with joint practices because. Yeah, so if 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 our listeners didn't see it, Aaron Donald, I'm about to say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers no, no, swinging a not helmet. Not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Donald. <laughs> I can't picture Aaron Donald. I know Aaron, I mean, swinging that, the helmet. Yeah, that, to be honest, that, I mean he is. That's, He's a he's a Hall of Famer yeah, still that's playing. Yeah, so out of character. It is but, out of character. But I mean, you know, motions run. He, I mean, Miles Garrett. They, you know, I don't know. He's out of character I, yeah, too. I, I, I don't really know his personality like like we yeah, know exactly. Aaron Donald's. But 
this kind of makes you now think, well, maybe, you know, it was just a a, a snap with with Miles Garrett. But Garrett got six games. You know, they they suspended him basically the rest of the season that year. And it doesn't look like Aaron Donald's going to get anything because they don't don't police – Practice, practice like right. they do games. Yeah, they're so. gonna leave it. They're gonna leave it up to the Rams to make the decision. But you know, the, I mean, he was swinging blindly. Two helmets. Yeah. Oh, I only saw the you one. Know, I mean, that, leave it up to Donald to be able to, to wield like, two. But uh-huh. he was swinging into a crowd of people. Yeah, how's, yeah, how's he know a coach wasn't in there yeah, trying very, to break things up and, and he gets hit with a helmet? It was. Yeah, you hate to see that. I, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it. I mean, I don't think he's ever been in trouble. No, no, yeah, I that's mean, why I'm saying never been he, in trouble, it was so, so out of character for him. But, but I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, I don't, I don't even have an idea of. I mean, obviously, six game seems like the. Well, I see. I, if I had to guess, I'd say the Rams will probably find him, but that's probably about all that, that well, we'll see out of we'll that. We'll leave it up to the Rams to make that decision. I was really shocked by that. Yeah, though. and then another uh, unfortunate incident that happened this week. Um, not really an incident, but. Uh, Chet Holmgren, uh, draft pick, second round, second, 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 second overall, second yeah. overall pick, yeah. Uh, Liz Frank injury, tore the ligaments in his foot, so he's he's gonna miss his rookie season. Yeah, and there's there's a you know it was supposedly a, a hot, humid day in the in the gymnasium, pro am game, pro am. So now there's a big NBA discussion on. What what are they going to start mandating in the off season? Because so many pros travel around and play in these types of right. events to stay in shape, yeah. which you absolutely want your players staying in shape. But at the same time, you know, are these courts being taken care of, and what kind of danger right. is involved? And you know, he was apparently he was guarding LeBron, guarding LeBron, LeBron on a fast yeah, break, LeBron. and he blew his foot out trying to keep up with. With LeBron, so right. that might be something well, and, to really think about. And maybe this will give him a chance. You know, he's he's a seven footer, but he doesn't weigh but one hundred ninety five <laughs> pounds. Excuse me. I was impressed with the fact that a seven foot one, right. one hundred ninety five pound kid is guarding LeBron on a fast break. That's, oh yeah, he's, a, he's that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good athlete, but he is, I would like to see him put a little, little weight on. Yeah, yeah. So at any rate, um, but while we're talking basketball, one of our Topics today is the NBA offseason, so let's jump right into the to the NBA offseason. Where you want to start? Well, I think uh, I think we should just start with to me to to me. I think the best player in the NBA is KD. Kevin Durant. I mean, I I understand LeBron. I think LeBron is obviously fantastic. I mean, if but, if it's not one two, it's one a one b. Right. I mean, right. I mean, KD is he's just a he's a mismatch issue. I just lo- I love speaking KD. Speaking of one hundred ninety five pounds, seven footers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know he's managed to to play. To he, play he plays outside. Out, yeah, he's outside, you know, so but he doesn't need the weight. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's go with KD staying in okay. Brooklyn. Okay. Now I think that, those, that's I think that's big news. What you got on that? I know you got some. That was a total shit show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, so so originally, I think it was KD trying to get his boy Kyrie a big term, big long term contract. Then it went from that to, all right, trade Kyrie to the Lakers, get him out of here. Yeah. Then it was KD saying, no, 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 wait, trade me, trade, trade me, get me out of here. And then it was, no, 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 get rid of the coach 
and the GM, and then I'll stay here. Right. I mean, it was just all the while KD's trying to squeeze a billionaire. You know, you <laughs> you think you're going to squeeze the billionaire owner? Yeah. For all of these demands, and and I'm I'm actually I'm actually happy that the that owner dug his dug his heels dug his in, heels in and, and, and said, he said no, yep. this is my coach, this is my GM. Yep. We want you to play here, but we're not going to get rid of that. So yeah, I, I that that was the only thing that I, I do agree is the owner at least stood up for what he you know he didn't cave to to the superstars demands well I mean I think I think the thing about KD is I love his game I love his abilities but he's gonna have to up his game to he's gonna have to up his leadership to up his game to the point That's, where where the where Brooklyn can they're right. they're ready and poised to win in the NBA, but yeah. but KD has to make. Well, I don't think jump. that's who he is. I know, but he's going to have to find that. His persona is because it ain't Kyrie. Nah, nah, and it ain't going to be Ben Simmons. No, um, and he hadn't even seen the court in how many right. years? Yeah, no. I mean, KD is not a vocal leader. He's a, right. he's a I'm gonna go out and show you how to play the game leader. I get that, but he's going to have to step his game up as a vocal leader because. That's the type of guy he needs to be because it's not going to be those other players. Right. There's the, the talents on the team. Yeah. And how much of a how much of a shit show would that have been with Kyrie going to L.A. with LeBron? Actually. You think that would have worked? They made it work in Cleveland. That's true. That's true. I did they made it. And they, but they that did. was without A.D. Yeah. I mean, A.D.'s better than Kevin Love. Did they really get along, though? They say they did, but – no one gets along with Kyrie. Kyrie's he's just a he's just a different. He's a different. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a rare breed. He is wild turkey yeah, rare he is breed. Definitely yeah. a rare breed. Um, he, I think he thinks the world is flat and uh, <laughs> the sky is purple. The sky is is red. Well, speaking of the the Nets, another topic. Um, you know, they traded – we talked about uh, Ben Simmons, and they traded James Harden. That was supposed to be the big three last year, Kyrie, Harden, and Durant. But right. I think they played like seven games together. Yeah. Some ridiculously low number like that. They traded Harden to the Sixers uh, because the Sixers GM used to be Harden's GM in Houston. They, they have a close relationship. And then the thing that I got to tip my hat to Harden – he had a player option for this year for a ridiculous amount of money, and he opted out of it to re-sign at a lower price to give the Sixers a little more cap, cap flexibility. Cap room, yeah. So I, I was impressed with that. That to me shows some leadership. Yeah, I, and I, you know, I think Harden he had a bad year. He had a bad. He was out of shape, I think, for he, the most. His of hammies the year. aren't yeah. aren't holding up real good. So I. I I really look for – I don't really know. I don't really have much of an opinion on James Harden, you know, as far as – The beard. Yeah, just – I mean, he's clearly talented. That but, crossover step back, though. Yeah, that travel, <laughs> that crossover step back travel. Um, I think I think if – I think he's got a chance to be comeback player of the year because if he comes back healthy mm-hmm. and in shape – You know, well, ironically, it could be 
between him and Ben Simmons. Yeah, I don't I don't look for Ben Simmons to be no comeback player of the year. Yeah, what is he proving? You know, well, all right. Give me some I'm gonna stats. Give, I'm, give no, me some no stats. I'm not going to give you some stats. I'm going to give you my comeback okay. player of the year. You like the Sixers, Dude. don't you? Well, I, I, mean, grew, I grew up a Sixers grew up fan because I was fan. a Dr. J fan. I, I, actually, that. I was actually going to wear my Dr. J jersey tonight. But then with with the with the, the shooting that, that B Rob went through, I was like, nah, I gotta show B Rob some. You love. get the feeling he's got a jersey for everything. <laughs> I feel like you I feel like I've never seen well I my jersey, I seen my, your jersey my jersey game's on point. Yeah, you got a lot of jerseys. <laughs> I mean look at the wall. I'm gonna have to step it up. Look yeah, but the these wall. aren't wearable. These nah, but it's that's still it's jerseys. Yeah, that's true. The jersey game. No, but what I was gonna say, you started mentioning comeback player of the year. There's a kid down in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean that's supposed to be ready for opening day. I guess technically he, you know, what he what he averaged in his first year, 28, 27 I, I, I points. Didn't, I didn't pull those stats. I saw them, but you know, I didn't commit them to memory. Now, what I looked at was that Pelicans team was thirty six yeah. and forty six last year, but they did they were the last team in in the West. They were the eighth seed, right? Without and that's without right. Zion. Now, and they got a, a nice young core, you know, Herbert Jones. Sure. Uh, was was the second, second, second team all rookie. Um, so they've got some players down there. And I, have you seen the latest Instagram photos on Zion? Oh, yeah. He looks Oh, yeah. He, he looks, looks good. He looks ripped. And I, I, I read somewhere where they say he's 290. Nah. I swear that's what I read, 290. Yeah, then, I mean, I don't know how viable, how truthful that is, but that puts him. That puts him like six pounds away from his playing days at Duke. Yeah. Uh, he looked pretty lean. No, I'm, I'm saying I think he's less than 290. Oh, oh, I got you. Well, I saw 290 yeah, is what, yeah. Insta, you know, on Instagram. Yeah. So, I mean. No, nah, I, I was thinking like I 290. Mean, I, I agree. I think he, I mean, he looks good to me. He looks good. I think he could be definitely in the mix for player of the year. But, you know, Harden's got such a resume. And then yeah, last I think, year. I don't know. I mean, he play, I think he played enough. Last year, that he might not be considered. Uh, I maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. So let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the Jazz since we've talked about the okay. Jazz a little bit. Let's okay. talk about their, you know, their rebuilding. Danny you Ainge know. is out there now. Yeah, I and mean, he's blowing it up. Yep. I mean, and I like what he's doing. Dismantled it, but oh, look yeah. at look at. I mean, Rudy Gobert, third, what thirty years old, and they get they send four players. Now they got they, five players and five and, draft picks in oh, return. Okay. Four, in return. four first uh, conditional draft picks, yeah, yeah, right? First yeah. round. First round, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I like what they're doing, and and that's still not even talking about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, what think, if they deal Donovan Mitchell? I think they'll. I think they will move him before the season starts. I still probably like the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. As the front runners to yeah. get Mitchell, I got them as the biggest contender. But too. Uh, yeah, no, I like what I like what they're, and that's what. Ainge did with the Celtics. You know, he got there, he blew it up, and now look where the Celtics are. Right. You know, right. with that young core. Yeah, I think it was wise. I mean, and and the Timberwolves, I mean, they basically are they've sold out for this year. Yeah, well, I mean, Gobert, I mean, we were talking uh, seven foot eleven, but this is a seven foot eleven. Seven elite. foot eleven. I mean, seven foot one. Damn, seven foot eleven. <laughs> Manute Bowl over here. That's no. tall. Seven foot. I'm sorry, 11. seven foot one. Elite defender who also averages fifteen and a half points and yeah, fifteen rebounds. I know. I and but you know, I I get it. I get it. The Timberwolves needed some big defender because Carl Anthony Towns 
couldn't defend in a in a urinal. <laughs> I mean, he just won't defend. Right. But he's a scorer. So, you know, I get the whole Rudy Gobert. I mean, I, I, just, I, like, I like it for both of them. I, I mean, they got a the good core. The T-Wolves may have overpaid. They've, they've I mean, overpaid. They, I think they've overpaid. You know, but I, I think they're selling out, you know, for a championship for right. sure. But I think they'll definitely be a force to be reckoned with. All right. Well, there was a couple other trades, you know, that I liked that went down. One was the Pistons trading Jeremy Grant to the Trailblazers for basically three future picks. Mm-hmm. And the Trailblazers, they, they pick up a, a kid that averaged 19.2 points, four rebounds, and two and a half assists. And he's only, uh, I didn't write down his age, but fairly young still. Right. I mean, got, got a, lot, a lot of years ahead of him. So I thought that was a, a real good trade for the Trailblazers. And then the Pacers um, trading Brogdon, to the Celtics, yeah, you know, that that might be the the, the that piece might be the piece that the that Boston needed to to get, take that next step. And yeah. now Boston gave up five players, but I mean you're talking bench into the bench players, and they gave up a 2023 first round pick. So really, Boston yeah, stole him compared to what some of these other trades what, went for. Their their first round draft, yeah, pick. it's not going it, to be. It's going to be a late. Not it, yeah, it's early, not even you know, worth even. Right, but they're sweating getting, over. But they're getting back a kid. Just like uh, Grant, I, th- I think it points. was a piece of the puzzle that they needed. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. You know, they were in some talks with um, the, the Nets to, oh, to so maybe trade for trade KD for... when when you know they were shopping him, which I don't really think they ever yeah, truly I, shopped I, him. I was kind of I was kind of hoping KD would would go to somewhere else Boston. Boston but you know I would love to see KD win in Brooklyn I would I would like to see, I mean that city needs city needs a championship I mean the Knicks the Knicks need a championship the I mean, the Nets Brooklyn needs a championship I mean I like the fact you're that talking about one of the, the you're talking about the number just, one media market yeah yeah and, they, and they're basketball crazy yeah so you know they they need a chip there, and I mean I like the fact that uh, I, I forget what I was going to say now. Bail me out. Well, you were talking about the Knicks. You like? Yeah. Oh, the Knicks. I mean, I, no, the Nets. I'm sorry. You were talking about. Well, you were what, probably going to say that you, you're glad that they decided to hang on to KD. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they decided to hang on to KD. But I was thinking, I was thinking the Knicks need to get into the Donovan the Mitchell. Yeah. They need to get into the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes, right. and they need to open up the the wallet, right? And just get him. Well, now, and I do think the Knicks had the best move in free agency. Now, now when I, when I say move in free agency, I'm not most of the top free agents resigned right. and stayed with their right. original team. But as far as players that moved to a new team, I think the Knicks were the the top one when they signed Jalen Brunson. 25-year-old point guard, which they needed a point guard. Right. Uh, he averaged 16.2 points, 3.9 rebounds, and 4.2 assists. So, now if they compare him with Donovan Mitchell and then some of the other younger yeah. pieces they have, some of the, the, the Duke players that they drafted, um, then I think they some, could go somewhere. Yeah, they got some blocks, some right. building blocks for sure. Right. But I do think that they had a, a really good move with, with They need to make a Brunson. splash in the free agent market, and there's no other splash but Donovan Mitchell. Right. To me, I mean, I don't think uh, Russell Westbrook 
is a splash, no. not not a splash in a good way. And that's, nah, that's that, too much money. It is. It's too much money, and you know the the Lakers. You know, with keeping LeBron in the off season, and they bring over Patrick Beverly. I did like that trade. I did too. I, although. No, but I think Patrick Beverly basically spells the end for Russell Westbrook because those two are basically the same player, but Beverly is a better, better scorer defender. and defender. Yeah. He's a better player. He's he's a better shooter. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, he ain't a good shooter. Not anymore. I mean, he he's been streaky in his well, career. Well, Russell's always been more of a a drive the basket. Right, he's right. Not he, real, he's, he's a slasher. A, he's, a, he's a paint guy. Yeah, he's not really exactly. a jump, jump shooter. But that's not the game today, really. Right. So right. I like I like the Patrick Beverly signing, and to me, that almost looks like it spells the doom for Russell Westbrook in L.A. I, I, I don't think they gonna, can do it. I don't think they can do anything. I think they're stuck with Where's he going to go? I think they're stuck with Nobody him for one more year. Nobody wants that contract. I think they're stuck with him one more year. I agree. Year. I do now, agree. Speaking of the Lakers, can he handle – can he handle diminished play? Well, you time? know the new coach says he's got a plan for how to uh, use Westbrook. So we'll we'll see if if maybe now that there's a new coach out there, maybe maybe right. we can we can see old Russ and and he can contribute. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, I like Russ yeah. as a player. I mean, yeah. he's he's always had you know a good game. But one thing I didn't like that uh, happened in free agent was the Lakers lost Malik Monk, who I thought was, you know, younger player and coming into his own. You know, last year he averaged 13.8 points, 3.4 rebounds, and 2.9 assists as as a role player, as a bench right. player. And, uh, you know, he was had a nice college career. Yeah, do you know Malik Monk was drafted when he was drafted? He was drafted ahead. The the Hornets picked him in the mm-hmm. first yep. round. Yep, they did. Over Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. How bad is that? Yeah, yeah. Not a good look. Not a good look. <laughs> MJ. I mean, and, uh, and let's talk about our Queen City team. Let's talk about the Hornets a minute. Okay. Are you finished with Yeah, the, yeah no, go, ahead. go ahead. I mean, the Hornets are in trouble, man. They're in trouble. They were actually – I thought they were – they were on the cusp of getting into the playoffs right. last year, and they were building. Mm-hmm. And then Miles Bridges turns around and does gets arrested. A, a stupid thing, mm-hmm. apparently a stupid thing. Right. You know, I know it's the the legalities are still right, in right. question. Alleged, alleged, alleged. And hopefully, hopefully for the for the Hornets' sake, you know, everything works out for Miles Bridges. Right. Because if they lose Miles Bridges. It's it. It's done. Yeah. It's done. I, 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 I didn't like when they got rid of Kemba. I thought Kemba was a nice fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Hornets, like I said, you know, there was so much talk in the media about drafting Donovan. Mm-hmm. And then and then they come out of the blue with Malik. Yeah. And Now, know, LaMelo's turned out to be a good Oh, that, a good that was a good pickup for sure. Yeah. That was, I mean, Mitch Kupchak. Kupchak. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's good. I like him. Yeah. I like him. Back. Oh, yeah, he helped, you know, with some of the build, yeah. building some of the Lakers teams after he, he quit playing. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I think uh, I think without Miles Bridges, if it doesn't work out, if he doesn't come back, clearly the, the Hornets will have a, a woeful season and Again. we'll be playing for a lottery pick for sure. Yeah, they got some nice, they got some nice picks. I like uh, Mark Williams out of Duke. Mm-hmm. I think that was a rim protector that they needed. So, uh, and I think he's got a lot of potential. But you know, 
hopefully the Hornets figure it out. Right. What else you got? That's it, man. I'm, That's pretty much I mean, all I have. That covers the, the, the – I mean, yeah, there I mean, was a there was a handful of other – Yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch on the, sure. the high notes, point out a few things. and I'm actually looking forward to the NBA season this right. year, whereas normally I don't, but since – we're going to be covering all sports right. on our podcast. Getting back into it. Getting back into it right. and starting to follow some of these younger players and, and watch some of these other names that I've, I've you know, always appreciated through the years. So it'll be fun. But this, this next topic <laughs> to me is – Well, college football rivalries. It's the, it's the most fun discussion, you know, and it is subjective because obviously – you're gonna you're gonna really appreciate your team and your yeah, rivalry. Yeah, because you've been part of it. Exactly. You know? so it, exactly. It, it's hard if for you not to think it's the best rivalry because you were you lived it. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's. But we're gonna be objective. Absolutely. We're gonna be I, objective. In, in our pre-production meeting, I already surprised you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, we'll we'll save that for a little bit later on, but. Now, yeah, I, yeah. I only rated the top five rivalries, and I know you went a little deeper, so why don't you kick us off with your bottom five rivalries? Bottom five and then say, okay. And then we'll get into – do your you. bottom five, your um, honorable mentions. Okay. And then we'll dive into the, to the top five. All right, so we're going to do, do the bottom five, and this is, this is number ten. Okay. So this is a tie. I, I couldn't – I couldn't come up with a tiebreaker, but I'm going to go with Michigan, Michigan State, okay, and Auburn, Georgia, okay. And all, I think Auburn, Georgia game is a, a fly under the radar rivalry because a lot of people don't understand that's the oldest rivalry in Southern football. Yeah, it, it's been around for it's a been long, around for a long time, longer than the Alabama Auburn rivalry. And it's it's a it's been a good game. It's been a good game because most most years the teams have been been kind of going back and forth until right. you know the last few years obviously Georgia's pulled ahead and as far as the Michigan Michigan State game goes you know again these these are regional biases in some of this but yeah. you would you think know, that would be a bigger rival ah, it's really you than know, it is but it's 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 it really is no nah, it doesn't attract a national right. following except for the fact that Michigan's fan base Stretches, you know. Yeah, I think Michigan State's more of a Michigan fan base, where yeah, Michigan exactly. has got a national fan base. So. All right, so so I went with number nine. I went Florida State Miami. Right now, I know that has lost a lot of yeah, steam. Yeah, I mean, if, if this were the the late eighties, early nineties, yeah, that might have been in the top. Oh, five. that would have easily been in the top five. In the nineties, the, this these were the Goliaths. Yes, and these both of these teams they met ranked in the top ten seven consecutive times, and of course we know we know the draft picks mm-hmm. and the Miami history of right. of feeding the NFL and then the, the infamous wide right game, which yeah. incidentally I was at. Mm. So I think that's number nine for me. Okay, number eight might surprise you and and others, and I think Alabama LSU. While while it's not necessarily considered a traditional rivalry, it's a huge rivalry because of the. I'm usually more worried about that game yeah, than exactly. I am the Iron Bowl. 
Yeah, yeah, especially here at least at least the last five six years. You know, give Auburn a little love on the Iron Bowl. They play Alabama tough. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But they play above. But I, but I, but here, I guess what I'm saying is here the last five six years, LSU's been the better team than Auburn. Oh yeah. it's the bigger threat to Alabama getting. Beat. Yeah, and I, I look forward. I look forward to the Alabama LSU game. Oh yeah, it's more one. than the Iron Bowl, with the exception of the tradition, right? Of the Iron and Bowl, and and that's kind of where I was going with. I follow. That's kind of I follow you, but I I got them at number eight. Yep. And I mean that this that rivalry's given us number one versus number two three times since two thousand ten. Right. That's why it made my list. Yeah. There was just. Too many good traditional rivalries to bump it up higher for me. Right. Not to mention the goat, the goat coached at LSU, and I love the fact that it drives LSU fans <laughs> that crazy. They hate that he left. They are. They're still mad about it. LSU fans are mad about that. Number seven, I got to go Ivy League, man. Harvard, Yale. Harvard, Yale. Harvard, Yale. I mean, I don't, I don't care. You know, obviously, it's not going to be, you know, blue chip, right? Five star football. Yeah. But that rivalry, I, we've got going to be the two smartest teams. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have a drink of that. Definitely going. SAT scores are the highest in that game for sure. For sure. Um, I just like I just like the pageantry, the, right. the passion, the the history of Harvard Yale, and I mean they've been going at it since 1875, and and you know. To be honest with you, those those teams have produced a lot of winning winning you know national championship teams years ago. Of right. course. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, definitely not current history. Yeah. Now you're talking like 20s and 30s now. I know, I know. It's some old, but I mean, you still got to give them some love. Oh yeah. Um, number six for me, finishing outside of of the the top five of the top five. I'm gonna go with the USC Notre Dame game. I love the USC Notre Dame game, and I, and I. So actually, you, you think that one over U, U, USC UCLA? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't view that. There again, that's a that's a Notre, state championship. And Notre Dame is is you can't you cannot not recognize the national. No, it's brand it's a brand of Notre Dame, yeah, and I is. you know I have to give Notre Dame some sort of love on my list, just because it's yeah. Notre Dame, and I mean, I like the U. Honestly, I, I like the Michigan Notre Dame game better. It it to me was more power packed than the USC Notre Dame. But if you go back through and just look at the history of the USC Notre Dame game, I mean the Heisman Trophy winners, and I'm no I know we're talking about years ago. Yeah. And the the fact that this game came about because of Newt Rockney's wife. You know, she wanted to go to LA, she wanted to go out there and Playing some warmer weather, so she had she had new schedule USC, and that's what brought about that rivalry. And you know, these are just two blue bloods. And what I like about it now is the fact that USC is moving to the Big Ten, and I think that's going to just make that rivalry even better. I'm ready for Notre Dame to join a conference. Well, I I think this might precipitate them jumping to the big over the ACC. I mean, the Big's got the television contract, yeah. the money they're better, involved. They're better, the it, the, the Big Ten fits them better. Much better fit. I mean, it, to, better to fit me, than USC. To me, yeah, to me, Notre Dame, 
the Big Ten is the best fit for them, without a doubt. I, I agree. Without a doubt. And now Big Ten's got the contract and the money that, you know, Notre Dame they doesn't, can, they don't, they, you know, they've been such a brand on their own, right. which drives me insane. Cause yeah, I because agree. they haven't they done need, anything since Lou Holtz. No, nah, they need to be in a, they need to be in a conference. They need to earn their, right now, They to me, they, they don't earn their way right. into the playoffs. So. I agree. All right, so now we're at the top five. What do you want to do? Your honorable mentions? Oh yeah, I'll do, well I already did one. I, I threw you know I threw Michigan Notre Dame in there. I like uh, I like the Florida Tennessee game. I think that game has a lot of heat and a lot of passion. I do like the Florida State and Florida game as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's SEC against ACC right. and. I realize and both there again, teams. Back when that back yeah, when Tebow and right. you know, both teams have fallen was, off. Uh, right. And uh, in USC UCLA okay. are my honorable mention. And then last but not least, Alabama Tennessee. The, the third Saturday of October. Yeah. And that used to be used to be a good one. One of the best. Tennessee blew it. But it's, Tennessee blew it. Y'all have blown that rivalry yeah. up. That yeah, well, rivalry hopefully they're, they're 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 back. Hopefully they're because you know I did pick them as one of my sleeper teams to watch out for this year. I know. So I that, think the that game, game is, I, that game's gonna be a little sneaky no, scary it's this sneaky year. It's scary it's, for sure. It's, it's at in Knoxville, Knoxville. so uh, we we can't take that game lightly. No, I agree. I agree. So that's my bottom five, and that's my honorable. Mention. Okay. Well, let's jump into it. I know we've got what okay. didn't you anyone you didn't agree with. Well, like I said, I after the top five, I just kind of wasn't really interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they're in the bottom five, man. It's, so I was like, you know, I, I just want to focus on the ones that, that right. even if you're not a fan of those teams, you're going to watch them. Right. You know, a lot of those that you just mentioned, it's going to be mainly the fans of those schools that, sure. that, that are yeah. going to really want to watch those games. To me, these five rivalries, you're going to tune in for these games, whether you're a fan or if if right. you're a fan of football, and because they all usually determine conference champions, playoff teams, national, sure. you know, they except for one of the rivalries, but we'll get to that. We'll get we'll to get, that. You're giving um, away. I know, I know. A little, little teaser. I think but, our I think our list will probably be identical. To be honest with you. It well, might, I think uh, might, I think we've be. got the I think it's the it's the same five games, but right. I think we've got a couple of them flip flopped because my coming at number five for me was the Red River Showdown. Okay. And I think you said you had them at four. I do have them at four. But uh, you know Texas. Leads this all time, 62, 50, and 5. And, of course, it's called the Red River Showdown because the Red River is what separates the two states. And, yep. uh, you know, this is another one. It's lost a little of the luster because Texas. Texas was good and Oklahoma wasn't. Then Oklahoma was good and then Texas wasn't. So if we can get these two teams back to both being national contenders, and I'm hoping that Sarkeesian's going to. Do that for Texas. And they're both moving into the SEC. They're both so coming to the SEC, so they'll, they'll be able to continue this rivalry. Right, yeah. Um, this rivalry started October 10th, 1900. Yep. And you, do you know that's older than the state of Oklahoma? Is it really? Their rivalry is older than the state of Oklahoma. I did not know that. It's crazy. And, uh, of course, they've been playing it. And, and one thing I do like about, you know, not every rivalry is played at a neutral field. Right. This one is at the Cotton Bowl, uh, so yeah. I do I do like 
That was one thing that it's I like didn't the like. The geographic center between the two. Yeah, and that's one thing I didn't like about the Iron Bowl. Yeah, you know, yeah, going yeah. to a home and away. I liked it being, even though no, Auburn, no. Auburn would argue that Birmingham wasn't neutral. Oh, but, but, yeah, uh, but Birmingham is half and, and half. And then we also, but we also outgrew that stadium. Yeah, big yeah. enough. But so that was my number five. Was there anything you wanted to add about Texas and Oklahoma? Well, I, what I like most about that game really is the fact that both those teams converge under the stadium before they run onto the field mm-hmm. and it, it, it adds that little heat yeah to the, they already have the heat but i like right. the fact that there could be a little extra heat in the mm-hmm. underneath yeah a little a little, little, little stare down <laughs> it, it's a good game um and, and it usually is an important game uh, and you know one here's a little fact i got in 76, you know, Daryl Royal, the Texas coach, mm-hmm. he, accused of, he accused Barry Switzer of coming down and spygating mm. Texas's practices, which they he vehemently denied. denied. And then years later in an interview, he admitted, it. admitted that he did. <laughs> he did. So I've never liked Barry Switzer, right. Oklahoma fans. Right. Never have liked him. Right. So, But at any rate, that's a good rivalry. I do, I do have them at four. And who, so who is your five? Fifth to me was the world's largest cocktail party. Georgia and Florida. So we went to Florida. We flip flopped those two. Okay. So I, I had that game at four and uh, Texas Oklahoma at five. But yeah, I, I mean, to me, they were both right there. With yeah, each other. I agree. I, I just went with uh, I went with that at, at I just felt like the Texas Oklahoma game was a little stronger. Yeah, I but mean, but the Florida Georgia they just got a better name. Yeah, that is a good name. It's improperly named though. Those are beer. Those are beer drinking schools. Those aren't wine and cheese. They're not drinking no, bourbon. they're not drinking wine or drinking bourbon. Those are beer drinking schools, man. So that I don't know about what. But why also it's that. But also that game historically, you're you're the you're gonna you're the driver for the SEC East coming out of that game. Yeah. So that that's what I like about. Like I said, these rivalry games, usually there's something on the line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. This is another one in a neutral field. Yeah, in neutral, Jacksonville. except for about seven years. And you know they have their own Hall of Fame just for this game? I didn't know that. Yeah, they got their own Hall of Fame. And they do play for a trophy. You know, the Big Ten has all their little rivalry games or trophy yep, games. Yep, yep, But the But this game plays for the Okie Finoki or. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I just. I didn't know that. Yeah, either. I didn't know that either. But I agree. I, I had my last notes. The the title of the East it runs through these two teams. Yeah. Yep. Mostly Georgia, but it well does, here here lately. Yeah, yes. it does run through uh, these but two that, teams. You know, there was a there was a, a time when Florida owned it for for many years. All right, so let's move on. Let's go to I. Well, num- and number three. This number was three. the one that uh, I think we got. I think we both. Picked the Alabama Auburn Iron Bowl for number three, but it kind of surprised you yeah, that I didn't have it either one or two. Yeah, I thought you would. I thought you would have it one. I thought I would shock you with my one, but right. I kind of. I was, you know, I wasn't thinking about your list at the same time, but I right. was thinking about your right. list. But, but yeah, I agree. I think the Iron Bowl to me, in the grand scope of rivalries, yeah. I think the Iron Bowl is is the third. Best game now, and and you know, I think part of the reason that we don't quite see it like residents of the state of Alabama, you know, Alabama's got no pro sports, 
Right. So this game, to the people that live in Alabama, that grew up, you're either yeah. an Auburn fan or, or you're an Alabama, Alabama fan. fan. Yeah, we didn't grow up in So we didn't grow up right. with that hatred exactly. uh, for each other. Um, so I think that takes a little of it off for us, uh, even know, though we're alumni. I also think I try to I try to think of these rivalry games in terms of what would the nation think? You know, like mm. what would people in Oregon think? You know, are they going to watch? Do they even know where Auburn is? Probably. Did not. you know where the University Auburn University was before you actually went to Alabama? I I just knew it was I some did. cow pasture. Somewhere. I mean, I didn't even know Auburn <laughs> University until I moved to the Panhandle of Florida. I mean, that's the honest truth. Right. No offense to Auburn, I guess, you know, as long as I say with all respect, with all due respect or no offense, you know, that's that should be smooth, yeah. right? <laughs> Probably not. I mean <laughs> I just I mean I just don't think Well, and I think with the 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 current history the state of affairs of Auburn I, football. I, I think it has also kinda tarnished this rivalry a little bit because yeah, sure. I still think that Alabama is without a doubt Auburn's biggest rival. Oh, yeah, you know, easily. That but, is their yeah, except for now, Georgia, but but they try to right, they try but, to prop Georgia up. They they they're gonna give Alabama the best game. They're that you know they're planning for that game year round. That you know Alabama game plans for Auburn the week of Auburn. Right. Auburn plans for that Alabama game year round. Yeah, and so I I definitely believe. That yes, as far as the rivalry goes, it still means the same to Auburn. But I think with the recent success that Saban has had at Alabama, I think their rival is winning the national championship. Oh yeah, the standard is the standard for Alabama is different. But man, I have to tell you, man, we've come into that Iron Bowl vastly talented oh, yeah. and they, to and Auburn, they, and, and we they, struggle. And they beat us. Yeah. We struggle. And that's why I say I think it's more of a rivalry for them. Yeah, they're fired up. Than it is for Because, you know, we're not – I don't think our, our dudes are overlooking them at all. You know, I don't nah. think Coach Saban allows that. Right. I think Auburn just plays – Out of their minds. Out of their minds. They play great football in the Iron Bowl. It's, it's actually – you know, it's actually surprising, but – no, I, I definitely. And did you know that? Did you know there was a trophy in the Iron Bowl besides just named the Iron Bowl? Yeah, and, I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know this. it's called the James K. Voy yep. Trophy. I didn't know that he was president of both universities. Right. I yeah, that's pretty cool. But I mean, all the way from wrong way, Bo to to the kick to the kick six. Right. It's just been a it's yeah. I mean, it, good game. The one that is one thing I will say about it is it doesn't matter how good one team is or how bad the other team is, it's always it's gonna always. come down to the wire. It's gonna be a competitive game. It is. It's I always mean, a good game. Last year, I mean, we had to come. Bryce had to pull one out of his ass in overtime. That's right. Yeah. And we were clearly the better team last year. But we've been the better team for many. We were. I think we were better than them in thirteen when they won the national championship. Well, I mean. Was it 13? Uh, no, that was FSU. It was um, 2010. Yes. 2010 with Cam. When Cam did. Yeah, but we, we were up 21 we were, to 3. And, and Cam came out and, at halftime and just took over that game. He and, did. He, he did a Cam special. Mm-hmm. He was special. So so that's, that's definitely number three for me. We're a consensus on that. Okay. And I think we're a consensus on two. Yeah, my number two is the game. The game. Michigan, Ohio State. <laughs> 
And here again, you know, I talk about Alabama Auburn. You grow up if you're an Alabama fan, you you you're taught to hate Auburn. If you're an Auburn fan, you're taught to hate Alabama. The hatred between it's deep man, it's I, deep. It, I, it may and it's not even. I mean, they're not even the same state. But no, but do you know there was a war, the the Toledo War. There was, I mean, a real war of of territory okay. that sort of started the hatred. And then, of course, Woody Hayes referred to Michigan as the team up north, and now Michigan refers to them as the team down south. And then Ohio State puts a red X. At I love. I, I, every was gonna, M. I was gonna say I it's love that they will not even recognize a letter. <laughs> They won't even recognize the letter M on Rivalry Week. I mean, if it wasn't so much for our first, our 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 rivalry game that's number one. I mean, this is easily to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Football wise, I mean, you think about it. Yeah, I mean, the Big Ten title is usually decided in this game. What team is going to represent the Big Ten in college football playoffs is decided in this game. Yeah, this game's been played since. October of 1897. Nice. So, nice. I mean, yeah, this, I mean, it, you know, you're, and, you know, Michigan actually holds a slight lead. They better, they better step it up a yeah, little bit. Well, I mean, but you know, they're, Ohio State, the, the all time, the all time series, 58, 51, and six. Right. So, I mean, that's pretty tight. Pretty, I mean, as far as all these, each team has had runs, you know, like Michigan owned Ohio State during the right. John Cooper days and, of course, Jim Trestle reversed that and owned Michigan and you know now Michigan's reversing that right and of the top five that's actually the closest series yeah Um, now the next one that we're going to talk about is pretty close to it but not quite as close but listen listen to this stat on the Michigan game this is pretty cool did you know in 06 06 still sticks in my craw like no other game in 06 Michigan was one the Buckeyes were two and it was a late personal foul call on the sideline, a late hit on the quarterback, which gave extended Michigan would have gotten the ball and mm-hmm. they would have they would have kneeled knelt down and won the game and, right. and they would have finished number one. Um however, you know, they got a call and Ohio State went on to win forty two to thirty nine. But do you know the winning pick four lottery number that night was four two three nine? That's a true story. <laughs> Forty-two to thirty-nine, the winning lottery pick was forty-two-three-nine. That's crazy. That seems crazy, but it was the first hundred thousand fan in attendance game, Michigan Ohio State. I mean, it's to me, it's the game. Yes, it it is the game. And you know, the name just says it all. You know, it's just to the point. Yeah, the the game. game. Yeah. So that brings us. Yep. A little drum roll to our number one rivalry. I don't think it's There's a drum roll. I know it's not going to be a surprise based on not. what we've mentioned, but Army-Navy. Army-Navy. Does it get any better than the pageantry, Mm-mm. the tradition, the tradition, the all the cadets in uniform? After the game is over, mm-hmm. both teams go to the, the losing yeah, teams. The winner sings the losers. Aunt, and then, the, they go to the losers student section yeah. first and sing that alma right. mater. Then they go to the winning section yep. and sing that alma mater. And uh, it's the, just weather, a, the weather, the it, weather. It's always game. played up north and just, and the you know, fact Philly, that, New York. They're they're always up there in the cold. The heart that's. You know, just the and the stories during the game. You know, the stories of our fallen soldiers, the stories right. of our wounded warriors. 
I mean, it just just doesn't get any better no, than Army. No, Navy it's. Game. I, I mean, the, yeah. I have to. I have to. That has to be number one for me. And, and, you know, that's that's kind of surprising because we didn't talk about it before we came up with our notes. No, no, there was no and, sharing of info. You know, you thought I would have going to have the Iron Bowl as number one. I figured you'd have Michigan Ohio State as number yeah. one, and we didn't put it. We didn't pick either one of them. We both said Army Navy. I mean, it's it is just without a doubt. It's I mean, it just to me. I feel like for for one day of the year, yeah. we're all united. You know, well, and, and that's another thing about it is a lot. Usually, when they play, there aren't a lot of games being played, right. so they do get all the focus. But also, like Alabama Auburn, it's the state of Alabama bragging rights, SEC West bragging rights. Michigan, Ohio State, Big Ten bragging rights. This to me is almost United States bragging right. rights. You know, this yes. is nationwide bragging rights. Yeah, unless you were in the Army or the Navy. I mean, who do you pull for in that game? I just pull for it to be a good game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm a, like, if I had to pick an academy, I, I put pick Air Force right. Falcons because my dad's your dad, right. career Air Force man. Now, so I, I just pull for. I just want it to be a good competitive game. I don't. I, I don't really have one team that I always pull for. You know? And then this game also usually has pretty big implication on the Commander-in-Chief's trophy for the armed forces. yeah. Usually, yeah. I think Air Force pulled that trophy last year. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah, Now that's... uh, That's us. So, actually, one through three, we were the same. We just flipped... Yeah, we flipped flipped four four and five. five. And and, and I'm, I'm sure we would have been... I think bottom five might have been interesting had you ranked. Yeah, because I probably five. would have had a few different ones. Probably. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. See, I like. I like the Princeton, Harvard game too. You know, I'm right. like a closet Ivy League fan, right. so I do like those West games. Virginia Pitts usually a, I, a that's, good game. That's, I figured you would come with that one. Yeah, the, they play that. Don't they play that like next week? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know. They, that early? It seems like they play that game really early. Um, but then I like some of like the Big Ten rivalries where they've got these the trophies of Paul Bunyan, yeah, the big axe, yeah, or the, the, <laughs> the jug, or you the, know, the little brown jug, yeah, Michigan, so I, Minnesota. So I kind of, I kind of like those yeah. where you know, and then the, the you can see that the the players have fun, you know, they'll be carrying that big axe around the field and just yeah, it really means something to them. Um, that's that's something that's something that would be fun to talk about. Is you know, I went. You know, I grew up a Michigan fan. Right. And, you know, didn't really go to a lot of college football games, but um, I went back a couple of years ago to uh, a Michigan game. It was Michigan-Notre Dame, actually. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, you know, in the South, we have this view that our football is better, our tailgates are better, mm-hmm. but the tailgate up there was special, too. And so, and I and I've been to a Notre Dame game at Notre Dame. Right. And I went to the Florida State Notre Dame game. I yeah, I remember tried that. to get out an experience and and being in at Notre Dame at South Bend. I mean, that was truly once in a lifetime special to be in that stadium. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just glad it's it's football season. Yeah, you it's know, true story. It, I, I I love the summer. I love the summertime, and I I don't ever want the summer to end, but. My favorite season is football season. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the fall, and it's because of football. And right. so I'm, 
I'm glad. I was a, that was a good ranking show. I enjoy talking about rivalries. I think you know we'll revisit this a little bit come come some of these games during the week. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know when we when we get to those weeks in the yeah, season. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Excellent. All well, right. Good show, man. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. So I think uh, I think it's time for us to head over to yeah. the bar. We're going to try some Woodfords. Woodford. We got, we got three different Woodfords to sample tonight. Oh, and, uh, that's a, so we'll, we'll taste them and then yeah, we're going to rate, rate that shit. Colby, it's time to rate that shit. I think we should do it. Let's do it. We brought three Woodfords in tonight. We got just the straight bourbon. We got the weeded bourbon, and we got the double oaked. All right. So all three of these obviously are distilled at the Versailles uh, Distillery, the Woodford Reserve in Versailles, Kentucky. Each one of them are 90.4 proof. They're all aged seven years. Now these two are aged in the same barrel for seven years, not, not together. They are we going to even taste the difference? Yes, because this is the mash on this is high wheat. Okay. All right. This is their regular mash. This is the high wheat mash. And then this one is, is aged seven years, but it's aged in one barrel for six years. And then they move it to another barrel that's been recently charred okay. for the last year. So that all makes right. the sense. So they're all seven years. They're all 90.4, but they're all going to have a slightly different taste. All right. Well, this, this tasting ought to, ought to speak to a lot of people because this is a popular bourbon. It right? is. It is. And, and if you have a chance to... To go to this distillery, absolutely. We went there last year. Beautiful, five star. You're gonna drive through horse pastures, horse yeah. fields. Uh, you know these huge, beautiful farms with the rolling hills. I yeah, mean, it's, it does look like a like a horse ranch. Yes, you drive it, in. It's, it, it's almost like you're going to a winery in Napa Valley. Exactly. It's that, yeah, it's, it's that it, upscale. If you're gonna go and you you can only see a few, this is definitely one you want to hit. Uh, you definitely want to hit the Woodford. And like I said, I mean, a lot of distillers will put bourbons out after they've aged four years. It's cheaper. You don't lose as much through evaporation. They're losing 50% every barrel they make. So it's a more expensive way, but they take pride in their bourbons, just like we take pride in our rating system. So why don't you tell them about our rating system? Well, we got what we call our own unique rating system. It's a one through four scale. One for us it's just not good, you know. We didn't enjoy it. Doesn't matter what the price is. It just it wasn't a good bourbon. We like to brown bag that. That's right. Our second one is a good bourbon, um, but typically it's a used as a mixer. It doesn't stand on its own. No, no. You either have to put some coke in there or whatever your favorite mixer is. Right. That's a two, so that's a mixer. Third for us, it's getting better. Mm -hmm. It's becoming more of the standard. Right. And that would be uh, you just drop a rock in throw, there. Throw a cube in there and yeah. you're good to go. Chill maybe a maybe bit. a little, I know it's not higher proof, but a little stronger in taste. You right. want to right. dilute it to, down to a little knock bit. Knock it down a little bit. And then what's our four? Well, last but not least is neat. The way bourbon is meant to be, mm -hmm. to be sipped. And I'm expecting some good ratings. You know, Woodford, like I said, they are one of the elite distillers and most everything they do is going to be good. You know, when we started out on, or when I started, you've been doing the bourbon thing for a little, a little bit, bit longer, longer, right? When I started out on this bourbon journey, this is where I landed yes. as my top shelf. Yep. This is what I thought the standard of bourbon was, but you know, obviously over the course of the last few years, yeah. I have found that to be well, different. The, the, the nice thing about Woodford, 
you know, like I said, it's all 90 proof, which is, you know, we don't even like it until it gets to 90 proof. Right. These two bourbons are roughly $40. So you get a good quality bourbon that you, and, and I call it a tried and true because it, it can, you can drink it all four ways. Yeah, well, exactly. Not, not, not brown, brown, brown bag, bag, but you, you could, know. I like to make an old fashioned out of sure, it. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> I'll put it, if I'm out by the pool, I might put it with some Diet Coke. I'll drink it on the rocks or I'll drink it neat. This, these bourbons, the Woodford bourbons can cover the yeah, full gamut. Exactly. And that, that's what I like about, about the Woodford. Yeah, they are. Let's, 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 get, let's, let's dive into the first one. This is just the, the straight Kentucky bourbon. Yep. Now it's pretty, pretty standard in, you know, in color. Doesn't, yeah, it's got that, 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 that light amber look. It's supposed to give you hints of like toffee, chocolate, caramel. Yeah, sweet, sweet smell mm -hmm. to it as it well. Does. Yeah, I could, I get those flavors for sure. And, and there's going to be some spice on the end of it. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that starts out sweet. And, yes. and then it ends with a little bit of spice. Yeah, a little <clears throat> spice, a little peppery. But yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, like you said, it's a it's tried and true. It's a chameleon of bourbons. It, it just it blends with anything. Yeah, you, know, you know what it, you want with. Good way to describe it. All right, dust. Rate that shit. Well, I mean, I, I'm gonna rate that a nine. <laughs> adding, I'm adding them all you up. Gonna, you gonna, you gonna give I'm it all of the, the I'm complete. Add, I'm gonna add them all up, divide by three, and we come to on the rocks. Uh, on the rocks, and that's I, that. That's what I see. I mean, I mean a, a Woodford to be. I mean, if I want to mix something, I might, I might go a little bit cheaper. Right, right. On the bourbon, and right. find me something that I like. Yeah, I, I, a I, I, I'm a, mix it. Chances are, I'm gonna mix a, a Maker's before I mix a, a Woodford. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm out somewhere, if I'm on a cruise, uh, yeah, know. exactly. Like if if this is the top shelf of wherever you're at, you can't go wrong. Right, right. You can't go wrong. I like it. All right. So we both said that was on the rocks. On the rocks. All right. So now this is the weeded version, right. and it it's supposed to be sweeter because it's it's 52 percent wheat, 20 barley, 20 corn, okay, and 8 percent rye. So, <clears throat> how much how much wheat was in this one? You remember? I, I I didn't I didn't look up the mash bill on that one. All right. But that was this one's going to be higher corn corn. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. And this one again, you're supposed to get a little little cocoa, and and, and a little fruit. This is supposed to be a lot more fruit than than the the straight. Definitely give. It. Vanilla, to me, I'm, I'm picking up vanilla notes in this Vanilli, one. Vanilli, Vanilli? Vanilli, Vanilli, Vanilli. Blame it on the rain. Yeah, no, I like this one. I like how it smells. I like how it looks. I, I, I definitely get the fruit out of this one. Yeah, the back end. Yep, back end. The back end of like a pear, an apple. All right, you're real good at this, man. I get the fruitiness on the back end for sure. I like the, I like the, the the taste up front, the smell up front. I mean, it's it's Woodford. Rate that shit. I'm gonna cleanse my palate here a second. 
think I'm about to stick with the three. Yeah, I agree. I think I think three. I don't know though. I have to admit, I think I like this one better. I, yeah, I, th I, I was gonna say, <laughs> if we're comparing the two, I thought we would like this one better just because it's more wheat. Right. But I actually like this. Yeah, because this, you know, Maker's Mark is kind of who introduced uh, going with the higher wheat into the the bourbons. Good, nice um, history lesson. Right. Because they were looking for that sweeter taste. Right. But I think, you know, Woodford was able to accomplish a sweeter taste without having to go with the wheat. I do like this one better, but to me, they're still, I, I think so, they're both threes. They're so comparable. I agree. I mean, it's a, it's a three for me. Okay. It's a three for me, but I, I definitely would, I definitely would buy this one. Yeah, yeah, same, same. And that one's one. Same price, right? Same price. Uh. That one's easier to find, actually, than, yeah. than the weeded. That one's won like 13 gold medals. I mean, it's yeah. a very award-winning uh, bourbon. Now, this is the, the double-oaked. You know, I explained the process where they age it in one barrel for six years, and then they go to the, to the second barrel for that final year. Definitely richer in color. Darker from color that, from that extra that char. Char. So this one, same proof, same but proof. I probably will get more of a hug, maybe a, not necessarily the hug, but more of the oakiness the out oaky. of it. Yeah, yeah. And this one's going to be about $55, so it's going to be pricier because of the, the extra aging that they do in it. And it, this is supposed, you're supposed to get some nuts. D's. <laughs> and some fruit and some spices. <laughs> no, that definitely, that definitely up front, very oaky. Very oaky. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, definite. Double oaked is, is a good way to describe it. I don't enjoy it. Um, I mean, I don't know why you pay extra for extra oak. No. I mean, oak is not my favorite. I, I, I mean, if oak that's... Is, oak I like because of the color, not necessarily due to the, you know, for right. the flavor. Well, you know, there's people that that are wine drinkers that, you know, don't want that oak. And then there's people that want that extra oak. So, I mean, it's a drier taste. Exactly. So, if, if, taste. if you're the type that that really enjoys that, that oak, it's a good bourbon for you. Right. Obviously, we don't prefer the oak. So, yeah, no. for me, it's a two. I'm not going to quite say brown bagging it, but it's a two for me. I'm brown bagging it. Are you brown bagging it? Yeah, put, put the bag on there. I'm, I'm, I'll let you have the honors. I'm brown bagging double oak. I don't think you should waste your money on it because... I mean, it, is, it is pricey. This is better flavor. Mm -hmm. okay. Unless you just like a darker looking bourbon, this is better flavor. This, right. is, a, this is a more versatile bourbon. You can do... Put, everybody should have a bottle of this on their shelf. Absolutely. Just yep. because of how versatile it is. You can mix it, you can knead it, you can rock and, it. And you can about find it any restaurant you go in. I think Woodford should do away with that. I don't even know if there's a huge following for Double O. Well, no, I know like it, it. it has won like seven gold medals right, at, at well, some of the, the competitions. But uh, there again, I think it's a, it's a, it's kind of a niche. You know, yeah. it's, it's designed for people that really enjoy that. Yeah, you know, because a lot of there, a lot of them are coming out with a toast version. Right, right, right. But I would prefer if they had gone up in proof. 
on the double O. Right. I could then, see that. Then it would be different. It would be a different burden for me, but it's a brown bag for me now. That's yeah. cool. Cool. I was I was close, you know, with the brown bag. I, I just couldn't do it to Woodford. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I didn't have the heart. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, Woodford can survive off of my brown bag. Right, right. Yeah. Sure. No, I mean that. You cannot go wrong with that right there. Exactly. Yeah, like you said, everybody. Like I said earlier, I'm always gonna have a bottle of chicken cock on my shelf. I'm always gonna have a bottle of Woodford. My son, he absolutely loves. Woodford. Yeah, and my, my my dad, my mom, my brother, this is what I put them on, yeah. and they love Woodford. Well, and the bitters I use are the Woodford brand bitters. Right. The the old-fashioned syrup that I use is the Woodford. I mean, yeah. Woodford is just... And it should be on everybody's tour just, list, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're just a top-notch, top-of-the-line distillery. So Cool. Well, that wraps up episode six. We'll be back next Can week. Can you believe we've been doing this show for six weeks? It feels like we've been doing it for six, six weeks. weeks. <laughs> Seems like yesterday That's we talked about But you know starting. what? But I tell you, the, the magic number for podcasts, most of them give up after six episodes. Uh-oh. So we go, we're about to cross over. That's and, okay. And film number seven next week. That's of okay. course, we're going to start out like we always do with right. an opening toast. Opening toast. Then we're going to come in hot. Come in hot, current events. Come in and hot. We'll figure that out during the week. And then, of course, uh, you know, this week was kind of the kickoff to college football season, but they call it week zero. Week zero. Next week is actually week one. Week one. A lot of, lot of big games out there, a lot of teams kicking off for the first time. Uh, so we'll have a little recap, talk about the first week of uh, college football. And then I teased it a little bit. It might have been last week that I teased it that I wanted to do a, a show where we discuss how do they still have a job? I don't know. So don't we're going to talk about different individuals. They might be athletes. They might be broadcasters, reporters, whatever. It's going to be related to sports. But how in the world do, do they, they still, still have, have a job? job? So we're going to discuss. We're going to have a come out with a, with a list next week of, of the people that we just – don't get it. We just don't see it. Join us to bash these people because I know our lists are similar to those. Oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure people are going to be like, I agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be good. And then, of course, yeah. then we're going to come back over here to the bar and we'll... we'll yeah, we're going to rate some pitch, more shit. We'll pick some, some bourbons out. You know, I, I don't know if we're going to do it next week, but I, I, I want to do a Japanese whiskey bourbon uh, record. I, I haven't tried any of them and I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. Um, we still want to do the old Forster flight, you know. Yeah, so we've, we we've got, got some things that we we, we got a lot to that we want to do. Um, but it's next a budget. Week. It's a matter of budget. <laughs> it's, it's expensive. That's right. We, that's birds. why we. That's why we need these like, following, shares. Give them. Give them the socials. Dustin. Yeah, man. Hit that smash. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Do what you got to do to keep us going. We're going past them six episodes. That's right. And if, 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 if you don't, we're still going to pass those six episodes because yeah. we don't care. Because <laughs> we like to talk, and we're going to get together and talk regardless. So whether you like us or not, we're still going to be here. So you can follow us. You can like us and share us on all the socials. We're on TikTok, Instagram. Um, we're on YouTube. And Spotify. Of course, yeah, Spotify, Apple. Apple. We've got you an can, email address. Yeah, you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple. Right. And you can email us. Argue with us. Give us some content. 
advice. Give us some bourbon. We'll, uh, we'll even give you a shout out if you give us some bourbon choices. You can email us at bourbonbuzzandballinpr at gmail.com. That's right. You got something we can yeah, let's, let's finish the show off with? Yeah. So until next uh, week, uh, yeah. everybody have a good Labor Day. You know, Labor yeah, Day is next, next Labor Monday, Day. and we'll probably film next Tuesday after yeah, Labor Day. Tuesday. So everybody have a good Labor Day, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.